Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Linda Watch. She's the Director of Marketing Content at CareScout. Linda, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to be here today. Yeah, excited to have you. So Linda, why don't you start and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I've been in healthcare marketing for um, over 20 years. So um, ever since digital marketing first started to become a thing, um, I was was there uh, working on it. Um, started by working inside of hospitals, um, but sort of expanded where where I worked within healthcare, um, worked for a digital agency, working with every type of healthcare client, um, and then moved back uh, client side and uh, was was focused on senior living, um, long-term care and caregiving support and and really looking at the the older adult population and and their care needs. Um, And that's where I am now and really enjoying the work that I do. Interesting. So it sounds like you've had an interesting career kind of bringing you to Care Scout. Tell me a little bit more about Care Scout. Care Scout um, is, is doing something that, that our country really needs. So we are focused on helping people navigate long-term care um, and helping to make um, long-term care, you know, simplified and dignified. So if you think about right now, someone's, you know, they're getting older. Um, we're, we're not talking about acute conditions where you have a heart attack and you, you need to get your, your, your health care immediately addressed. We're thinking about somebody who's Who's older? Um, not necessarily older, but they 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 have um, condition um, or situation where they need help with um, activities of daily living. So it could be getting dressed, it could be eating, showering, it could be one of those, it could be multiple of those. Um, but basically, they just they need help with with daily living. And um, it's it's a difficult situation to be in um, because you feel like you're losing your independence, um, your sense of who you are. And um, usually you have, you know, some type of family member or other friend or caregiver who's who's helping you to navigate this. And you don't know where to turn because everything's so disconnected. So you have all your doctor appointments, but then maybe you need help with home care or transportation um, or medications or whatever it might be. And trying to bring it all together um, is really it's really difficult. Um, sometimes you're getting care. You know, it can you, you feel like you're losing your dignity when somebody has to help you take a shower. Uh, it's really hard. And so we are looking to support both the caregivers and the care recipients um, who are in this stage of life um, so that they can can really be who they are. And so we talk about person-centered care of not just, you know, what, what do you need for safety um, and health, but but what do you need to continue being the person that you are and always have been? What are your passions? What are your values? What are your goals? Um, and they're going to change because of where you are in your life, but you still, you know, you're still a human being with, with individuality and we want to honor that and bring that forward. So we're really working with long-term care providers who, who are focused on that and really committed to helping people um, continue to live with dignity and purpose and be who they are. I think that's, you know, it's a, it's a very difficult field to be in, you know, working with, you know, people who are, you know, getting older. And I'm very cautious of the words that I choose because I was listening to what you were saying and you were very, um, very meticulous on the words that you choose to use about caregiver, care recipient, care recipient, 
recipient. Yeah. And then also too, not, not calling, you know, um, like using the term like elderly or mm-hmm. things like that. Talk to me mm-hmm. about the choice and words and why that's so important in not only your role, but also for Care Scout. Yeah, absolutely. So we we talk about bringing dignity and respect to these older adults in this stage in their life. Um, and they feel like they're losing their independence. So part of how we bring dignity that, to them is, is thinking about the words that we use. And so we're very user-centered in our approach. We do a lot of user testing. We do focus groups, um, surveys, things like that. Um, and one of the things that we did was surveys around what, what, what people at this stage of life want to be called. Um, they don't like the word elderly because it suggests that they're frail, that they're not taking care of themselves, that that's that 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 they can sort of be pushed aside, and we don't we don't care about them. But when you say older adults, um, that's a word that feels to them like they still have agency, that they're still you know they're adults, they're just older, right? They're still human beings. They're still in the category of human beings that that we're going to pay attention to. Um, and so to them, it, it, it gives them a little bit more, more agency. They feel more respected. Um, you know, other words that we tested were words like senior or even like aging adult um, and a bunch of others. And we'd ask them too, like, do you have a word that, that we didn't think of that you would use and an older adult just one far and away. So, so we respect that. That's, that's what they want, want to hear. Um, and, you know, we also talk about things like, you know, the aging journey. So instead of, you know, long-term care, that's the official word in the field. But, but when we're speaking to, to older adults, we use the word of aging care. You're aging and you're getting care. Um, but, you know, we, we want to we focus on, on, on really thinking about what, what words matter to them and, and being, it's, it's a sign of respect at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. And I imagine too, you know, as the, the director of marketing content, the words that you choose in your outreach and, you know, mm. your educational resources is super important as well. And, you know, with that being said, I think previously a lot of, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of other agencies or a lot of other companies or, you know, uh, nonprofits really write their content and do their outreach towards caregivers rather than care yeah. recipients. Reci- I'm struggling with that <laughs> word today. Um, talk to me a little bit about how your strategy is different than, than that of others. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, th- I think it's truly, it, it's always important to know who your audience is. And in this case, um, the caregiver and the care recipient, honestly, they're a team, right? If you if you were to talk to them, they would say we're a team. But what often happens is that, um, like you said, that that other groups will will reach to the caregiver because the caregiver is is doing more of the the day to day work around managing things, and so they think, okay, we're going to go straight to that person. Um, and and honestly, the the care recipient feels that, and they feel like, well, here it is again. You know, I'm I don't I'm not being treated with dignity. I don't have respect. I'm losing my independence. Um, everyone thinks they can manage my life and I have no say in it. And it feels terrible. And honestly, the caregiver doesn't really like it either because they, you know, they they want to feel like a team. Um, I don't know if you have children or anyone listening has children, but, I, you know, I have children. I remember going to the pediatrician and the pediatrician would, would talk to my children um, about what's going on. And I knew that really they were talking to me. Um, but it was, it was a sign of respect or helping, you know, my child feel like a little bit older and special and, you know, doing that. And so, you know, honestly, we do the same thing is that the, the care recipient that this is whose life we're talking about, right? So even though the caregiver 
many ways is kind of the the end audience they're making the decision they're the one who's going to react to to what we're producing most of the time i'd say you know 75 to 80 percent of the time um, at the end of the day it's a team and it's a sign of respect to speak to the care recipient and say you know here's you know here here are steps you can take um, and we're talking to you the care recipient here's things that you might be feeling here are things that um, you know, you you might want to address right now, and and we we're, we're very careful to do that all the time, um, unless it's something that's very specifically about being a caregiver, in which case we're speaking to the caregiver, um, and that you know everyone knows that makes sense. Interesting, and I think that's a really important differentiation that I imagine really separates you from you know other companies, agencies, nonprofits in in the space that you're in is really taking that people say you know that buzzword is I'm you know patient centric you know but mm-hmm. you really take that different little bit of a different approach that person centric mm-hmm. approach mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's fantastic I think that you know it. it I definitely see the difference that it's making just by reading over your content and the content that you're producing um, for the company. And with that being said, I think that, you know, the content that you're producing really carries over and shows the care that that caregivers and um, care recipients are receiving through CareScout. And I noticed online that, and I think you mentioned this previously, about there being that long-term care quality network of providers. Mm. Talk to me a little bit about that. Sure. Um, and to be clear, CareScout doesn't actually provide care, but we um, are creating that network of providers who do provide care. And then we help, um, you know, help the care recipients and their, their care circle um, find that care. So, um, so yes, we are creating the CareScout Quality Network. Um, and this is a group of long-term care providers or aging care providers um, who are committed to person-centered care. And you mentioned patient-centered care. So patient-centered care really does look at people as, you know, as a patient and, you know, what are, what's the protocol here? And, you know, how are we going to shape this protocol? Person-centered care is really looking at them as a human being of like, oh, this is somebody who really cares about, you know, playing chess with their friend. How are we going to make sure they still have the chance to play chess with their friend? Or, you know, it's that sort of thing. What are the things that, that make them feel alive um, in a very personal way? Um, and so we are looking around the country to find um, providers who, who are committed to person-centered care. So quality um, in a general sense around you know, safety and, and all that, because that's important. So we don't, we don't want to disqualify that. Like that, that's hugely important. So we're looking like that they're meeting all the safety standards, um, but, but going above and beyond and also really showing a commitment to person-centered care. Um, so we have a very rigorous process around how we credential um, each of these providers to join our network. Um, and then once they join, we have um, surveys that we give twice a year to not just the care recipients, but also to the, the workforce within those organizations. And the idea behind it is that if the workforce isn't happy, then, you know, honestly, they're not going to create conditions that that are good for, for the, the patients or care recipients. And so we're looking at both ends of it. And person-centered care means that you are focused on, you know, creating a workforce that has the ability to provide, you know, that that person-centered care and that the the people receiving the care really feel that. Um, And so, you know, we're really at the beginning stages right now of building this network and and getting our our site and our content out there into the world. Um, It's, you know, to our knowledge, we're the first ones building this network um, that's focused on person-centered care, um, rather than just saying, here's a network of providers, but saying, here's a network of providers who are credentialed and, and, and truly focused on person-centered care. So we're really excited about it. 
I think that's fantastic. And like you said, that differentiation between patient and person centric really mm-hmm. goes back to that root of, you know, being intentional with the language that you use. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's really important and really, really fantastic. So, you know, Care Scout, it sounds like there has been some growth within the last few years, specifically about growing this network. Talk to me a little bit about what that has looked like. Yeah, so CareScout has been around for a long time, and initially they were um, focused on providing uh, assessments around long-term care about what your 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 healthcare needs might be, so that you can then you know address address them and find the appropriate care. We also have care advocates who are um, clinicians who you know have have worked in this space for a long time and can help people navigate. So somebody who maybe had assessment and they know they need care, but they're not sure where to find it or, you know, how to vet them. And, you know, even questions like, well, how, you know, how do I find a walker? What do I need for a walker? So our care advocates will help them navigate, you know, all of that and also just give them, you know, somebody to hear them. Cause when you're entering into this space as a, as a caregiver or a care recipient, it can feel kind of scary of, you know, what, what comes next and what do I do? So having someone you can speak to. So historically that's what care scout has been. And now, you know, in the past year we've expanded um, to become much bigger that than that of really thinking about this network of providers and how we truly uh, focus and qualify people around person-centered care and how we build a site that will help people navigate and find quality person-centered care and, you know, ne- next steps and really everything around aging and, and how you can age well. Um, and so we we have a very strong vision and we, we, we see ourselves as kind of starting a movement around all of this. And honestly, we're in the very beginning stages of that movement, um, but getting a lot of excitement from providers um, and also um, care recipients and their families um, around all of this. So we're we're excited about next steps. Um, I think in 2024 there's going to be um, a lot more to come. And and right now we're just really enjoying, you know, building building this network and and starting to bring it out into the world. I think that's fantastic. You know, Linda, I'm I'm curious to pick your brain about. Are there? Do you hear? a lot of common misconceptions, whether it be about maybe the words that you use or, you know, the, the, the older um, adult population in general, anything that any common misconceptions that stand out to you? Um, Misconceptions and, you know, I mean, as far as how people define things or, um, just in just in general, like are there in your work that you're doing every day, whether it be with Care Scout or in other kind of aspects of, of of your job, are there any common misconceptions that people think are accurate but aren't necessarily true, just that you hear often? Um, I I mean I think there's a lack of understanding about what the the true needs are of someone within long term care. I think there's a lot of conversations around people who have a sudden acute need, like they have you know, a heart attack or a stroke and, you know, they go into, you know, the, the emergency room or whatever, and there's all these doctors that that come into play. And I don't think there's an understanding of what happens after that. So, you know, this immediate healthcare, um, you know, urgent need has been addressed or emergency need has been addressed, um, but you're not done. You know, it could be cancer. It could be, you know, any kind of like major major health um, scare that happens and it gets addressed and people think, oh, well, you're better now. Um, and and so I think the misconception is that, well, no, there's these long-term needs that come out of that um, that need to be addressed, you know, often for the rest of your life or maybe just a period of time. And it could be rehabilitation. Um, it could be, um, again, you just, you know, for the rest of your life, you're not able 
you know, to, to walk as much or, you know, showering becomes difficult or, or whatever it might be. And so really having a conversation around that is important of, well, what, what does that look like now that my life has changed? I'm still me, but my life is very different. And so um, I think that's, that's just, it's a conversation that needs to happen more. And, and it's not that, that I should, you know, live a less dignified life. It's not that I, you know, but, but, but it, the life is different. So acknowledging that, and then having that conversation about what that looks like. And then honestly, end of life care, when you reach that point of, you know, how, how, how do you want to, to live up until the point where you're dying? And what does that look like? And do you want to be in a hospital with tubes in you? And maybe you do, maybe you want to like, you know, have your life as long as you want, or maybe, maybe you're not, maybe you just want to live as well as you can within your home. And when you can't do that anymore, then, you know, then you're ready, you're, you know, you're ready to pass. And so there's just conversations that need to have. And I think that's the biggest, the biggest issue is just being comfortable having those conversations. People are just so scared to, to even talk about it. But if you don't talk about it, how can you address it? How can you live the life that you want to be living? If you're not talking about it, how can you find um, the, the team that's going to help you um, live that life or, you know, help your loved one live the life they want if you're not openly having these conversations and preferably ahead of time, like all of us, no matter what stage of life we're in, should be thinking about, well, you know, if my, you know, physical or cognitive abilities were impaired, what would I still want to keep doing? What would be important to me? Who do I want to help me? Do I want to live at home? Am I, you know, prefer living in a residential setting with others, you know, just think about it and talk about it. It's It's an important conversation. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Well, Linda, I think this has been a terrific conversation. As we start to wrap up, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with, whether it be about CareScout, about you know your role, anything you want to leave our listeners with, advice, anything like that? Um, I just say, you know, <laughs> I think it's the conversations are important. I think that's a big piece of what we want to do is to to really, when you see anybody, just understand there's there's a human being there and they have a story and you know, respect that story and and you know, find out how you can help them to to keep being who they are, um, no matter what stage of life they're in, and and know that that could be you or your loved one someday. And um, you know, have the conversations and be ready for it and and remember to see them as they want to be seen, um, not through whatever lens you you may have on at that moment. Yeah. Well, Linda, I think this was a terrific conversation. Very insightful. You know, I appreciate the emphasis on communication and language and words chosen. I think that this was, you know, like I said, terrific. Really appreciate you being on Business Ninjas today. Thank you for uh, having me here. It's been great talking with you. Yeah. Great to have you. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io. W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E dot I-O and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.